To be perfectly honest, sex was the last thing on her mind since the hand grenade of a new baby had landed in their lives. However, she had to admit it was bothering her that it also appeared to be the last thing on Ben's mind. She was very aware that he'd made no move whatsoever to instigate lovemaking since their new arrival. Previously, a post-pub snog would easily fall into a happy tumble on the sofa or under the sheets and Ben had even been known to set his alarm in order to sneak in some early morning passion before work. But now, they were a total sex-free zone. She hoped it was down to Ben being considerate and as overwhelmed by everything as she was. But what really chewed at her was that they actually hadn't made love since Ben had discovered she'd had sex with Matthew. Maybe he hadn't totally forgiven her after all for her stupid one-night stand with her childhood sweetheart. She certainly hadn't forgiven herself, and she doubted she ever would. But he'd still asked her to marry him, hadn't he? Said he loved her when he'd returned just in the nick of time to the delivery room, not only to forgive but also to propose. Their engagement had lasted for a whole four hours and twenty-three minutes, before they became parents. Their relationship barely mended, healing time had taken a back seat to baby demands, and their promise of betrothal had got lost somewhere in a sea of tiredness and pampas. Any desire to consummate Ben's proposal was crushed by the need for a moment's peace, or worse, as Katie feared, by unresolved resentment that she'd fucked everything up by shagging her ex. Either way, being interrogated by the doctor on this sensitive subject was not going down well. I see you haven't had a smear test for over three years. The doctor looked at her over his glasses. You really need one soon. Katie stared back at him. Could he really be that insensitive? I have two words for you, she said. Eighteen stitches. I'll make sure you're sent a reminder in three months, he replied, typing again. Now, let me ask, how are you feeling? He said, changing the expression on his face from slightly frustrated to a mock caring one. Fine, she muttered, worried it was some kind of trick question. Have you felt down at all since giving birth? Have there been any times when you've had a sense of hopelessness, like you couldn't cope? Hourly, she replied deadpan, then laughed nervously. She thought of the chaos she'd left her designer flat in that morning. Before the baby, she couldn't bear to leave the place in a state, as she loved the calm feeling of arriving home to its tidy perfection. Now she woke up surrounded by chaos, lived in chaos, shut the door on chaos, arrived home to chaos. She thought of the hanging files in her old office at the advertising agency. An account director must always appear in control, and her alphabetical colour-coded files were the bedrock of a system that allowed her to organise with a ruthless efficiency, renowned throughout the agency. She had no system for the baby, 
just couldn't find the system, however hard she tried. Are you often tearful or emotional for no obvious reason? The doctor continued. Katie thought about her reaction to having discovered there was no coffee in the house that morning. Mild hysterics. Her response to the takeaway pizza arriving without extra mushrooms. Mass tantrum. News that take that were going on tour again, and all the tickets were sold out already. Literally, floods of tears. She was constantly emotional and on the brink of falling apart. She wasn't coping at all well with motherhood, and she had no idea why. She was a smart, intelligent, successful woman who didn't have a clue how to look after a baby. She felt like a failure, and that was something she wasn't used to.